0: 0818 715
1: 815 Hello, good afternoon and you're very welcome to Liveline. Now, not for the first time, the issues we will be discussing on Liveline today uh, are unfortunately for the survivors and victims about uh, sexual abuse, especially in schools. So uh, I give that warning cognizant that uh, those who are being driven home, if they're lucky enough, are indeed uh, sharing a radio somewhere. You might not want young ears uh, to hear this, so that's that's what I'd like to say at the outset. Because um, Stephen has contacted us. Stephen, good afternoon. Good
2: afternoon, Joe. How
1: are you? Well, I'm good. How are you? More importantly, I'm
2: I'm okay. I'm I'm yeah. I'm okay today. Um, okay. I have bad days and I have good days, but uh, yeah,
1: I'm okay today. You say, it is time that I told my story and rid myself of the shame and the guilt.
2: Yeah. Um, I was lucky enough, I suppose, as a child, I was sent to both Willow Park and Blackrock College. Um, In Dublin, yeah. In Dublin, yeah. Yeah. I entered Willow Park in 1968 as a seven-year-old. And... um, I suppose in those days it was a we, you know we would get the it was a privilege to go to my mum and dad sacrificed a lot to get me there and my brothers yeah um my first year there was fine my new uh, you know like everybody's first year is was very good the second year I was there um the abuse started so I was eight, nine at the time okay um and it was probably one of those situations where you're in the wrong place at the wrong time. Um, what happened the first time was um, we were playing, you know, as kids do, we were running around the, the pitches and the fields and whatever else, and I slipped anyway. Um, mm-hmm. And I ended up getting covered from head to foot in in mud. And okay. a couple of my schoolmates were taking me up to the matron because we had borders in Willow Park in those days. Yeah, yeah. Where there was a matron, so they were taking me up there. Um and um, on the way up there, anyway, we came across somebody by the name of um, Flood who said that he could sort me out, that he had a couple of spare uniforms in his office and mm-hmm. whatever else, and a shower, and I could go in and I could have a shower and clean down and whatever else. So, um, I was nine. I didn't know anything different. So I said, yeah, fine. Went into his office. He helped me strip off. um I got into the shower, we cleaned, he started started cleaning me and that's when he started um, Mm -hmm. massaging me between my legs Um, and he put me on his uh, knee to start helping me dry off Mm -hmm. Um, and there again started um, um, feeling me all over between the legs, Mm -hmm. the back, uh, whispering in my ear. and at the same time, he had his hand in his pocket. Mm. Um, I, uh, I didn't know what he was doing, but I know what he was doing now. Mm. Um, so that lasted for about half an hour, whatever else, and then I, I got dressed and I left. I thought nothing more about it. And then a couple of days later, he just uh, he met me again, and he said, how are you getting on? fine. He says, come on, c- come in. I've got your, your old uniforms here, so whatever else. You better take that one off, and I'll give you your, mm. your proper one back. Um, And it just started there again. Um, A couple of times, then he would um, he would get me in the playground and whatever else, and ask me whether I had a message for him. um, Or or, um, when I got in to deliver something, there was obviously nothing there to be delivered. He just bounced me on his knee and played around. In those days, we didn't wear long trousers; we wore shorts, so the hand went up the side of the shorts pretty easily. so that lasted for most of that year. Then the, the following year... Um,
1: and this was Father, as he was known. Father oh. Wishes Flood.
2: Yeah, I'd rather not call him by his title, if that's okay. Okay,
1: Aloysius Flood, yeah. Um,
2: that was him, yeah. Um, then following the year... Yeah, that was third, fourth class. Then we went into fifth fifth class um, and we had a maths teacher by the name of Corrie. Mm-hmm. Um, and between September, when we went back to Christmas, um, he, we, we, he was fine. Not a problem. He was actually... Um, he was actually manipulating another boy at the time. Um, OK. When we came back after Christmas holidays, this other lad had left the class. had got put somewhere else. Um, so that's when I became his next victim, shall we say. Um, and what he used to do was he, in the old school desks, um, you probably remember Joe, you know, he used to lift up the yeah, lids of the, yeah. the seats. Right? So he'd lift that up and he'd run me between the corner of the desk in such a way um, that I couldn't move because he'd have his hand around my neck. Mm. Um, and then he, what he would do then is proceed to put his hands down the front of my trousers, down the back of my trousers, and at the same time, he would be rubbing himself up and down against me. Now, bear in mind, this is in a maths class. Mm-hmm. And this is in front of 28, 29 other guys. Um,
1: and you were, I, this is fifth class. What age are you now? So what age would you have been then, oh,
2: Stephen? In, in 10, 10, 10, Yeah, 10, 11.
1: yeah.
2: yeah. Um, and he'd be rubbing himself up against me. Um, and he would be... Um, the, the, He was known for frothing at the mouth, okay? Um, And he'd be breathing in my ear, this is our secret. Mm -hmm. This is our secret. There's 29 people watching this. Um, You can't tell anybody. Nobody's going to believe. Mm. um, A young lad like you against a priest. Um, And don't forget, if we get you, um, we can get you expelled and you have brothers that are following you up and they won't be allowed into school. And it's just threats like this all the time. Yeah. Bloods did this, did a, a couple of things that year as well. And it was the same. It just seemed to be the same rehearsed thing. You can't tell anybody this is our secret. Nobody's going to believe you. Um, you and your family and your parents will be disgraced. Your brothers won't get into the school. And it was just a t- total and utter fear factor with them. Um, and as I said, this lasted... The thing with Curry in the classroom, that lasted from Christmas until we left in the June. It was continuous, five days a week, non-stop.
1: God, God. So, San and Curry, and again, he was a member of the Holy Ghost Order and Aloysius Flood. Do you think the two of them knew what each other was doing to you?
2: Now, yes. At the time, no. But now, looking back in hindsight, okay. they had to have done um, there was no way, and I, 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 and to be honest with you, um, I don't think they were the only ones who knew. Um, I mean, it was when, when you when you consider that there's um, other people who are witnessing this. Somebody's going to say something to somebody. Yeah. Um. Obviously, I, I don't know that, and I can't prove that. But you know, it's it's a very hard thing to keep quiet. And as I said, especially yeah. when there's twenty nine other. Um, people watching this now it's not and since i came out um, and, and i spoke about this it's not and um, just the victims that have been affected by this i have spoken to a number of ex-schoolmates who were witnesses yeah and it has affected them badly as well yeah. um, and the problem is is when you're at that age and i suppose during the the, the 60s and 70s, early 70s and whatever else, the four people that you trusted most were just solicitor, the guard, um, the doctor, yeah. and the priest. Um, and,
1: and, it, and, and,
2: and, the, and the thing about it was they make you feel so um, so ashamed, so guilty, um. It's actually, it's, it's actually frightening. Um, it had a, it, it had an effect on my relationship with my parents at the time. So far as I just wanted to, I wanted to run away. I wanted to escape. I tried everything to get suspended. I even tried to get expelled, just to get out of there. Um, and at the same time, you're breaking. I was breaking my mother and father's hearts, um, because they couldn't understand. And I couldn't tell them what was going on, and they couldn't understand why I was like I was why I was a messer and a troublemaker um and I had three brothers who were who were very good in school yeah. um luckily, luckily, as far as I'm aware um nothing ever happened to them but as I said you know i was i was i suppose in a way I was screaming for attention, but I couldn't tell anybody um well, we moved on then to first year and Curry was our dean at the time. Follow he was he ran the rugby team. Yeah. Um, and he just looked at me and he said, Well if I was I was a small guy and the guy looked playing rugby, but well, he told me, you know, you're too small to play rugby you can go and do something else. So I was playing football for two clubs outside the school. And I was doing I was doing well. I was it was a good little footballer, or was probably okay. like a, and Nobby Styles or Johnny Giles. He was little but my God, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, anyway, the, the rugby season ended as in, around about probably February, March, and then what they do is they play, start playing football then as a second race and they call me into his office and said, Um, I heard you're a good footballer. I want you to be captain of the team and I just said, I can't do it. I said, look, I can train four nights a week. I play Saturdays and Sundays. I don't have any time and he said, I'm not asking you. He said, I'm telling you. And I said, I can't do it. Hmm and he basically said, right, one more chance. And I said, I can't do it. I said, I've got too much on. So with that, he just grabbed me, um, bent me over the desk, ripped my trousers down, and he, he caned me on my bare backside mm. and proceeded to um, uh, slam me up against the wall mm. with my head, with his hand on my head, the back of my head pushing so I couldn't get by and he proceeded to um, to hunt me um, and all the time in his ears, in my ear all I could hear was this heavy breathing and this frothing and the same thing again, this is our secret you can't turn, you can't tell anybody when he'd finished he bent me over the desk again and he uh, he, 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 just, he just belted me Yeah. I went back to class and obviously um, it's pretty sore and you're trying to move from side to side to find somewhere to sit. It's comfortable. And I was sent out because I was told I was fidgeting. Uh, I was sent out in the corridor and he's the first one to walk past back up to his office. Last chance, are you going to do this? I said no. Um, And he just proceeded to... He put me up against the wall again and he stuck his, tra- his, his two fingers down the back of my trousers and in between my bum and then took him out and then began to hump again. The sexual or the asphagia, whatever else you want to call it, kind of calmed down after that, but the physical side started then. Um, the particular team I think they lost the semi-final or they lost the final or something and he blamed, blamed the fact that I wouldn't play and he rang my father and said I was a disgrace but if I'd played they would have probably done a bit better whenever else and of course that caused trouble at home yeah. um, what did you play and I said well dad how can I play for two teams and then go and play for yeah. one team or whatever else um, and then we we um, we left there now Willow Park is the junior school it's a feeding school
1: yeah of course and
2: yeah, it's not it's run by the same people and whatever else but some people leave Willow park and go somewhere else and then there's other guys come in, coming in and his boarders coming in into Collector college We were 13 at the time and then I got into a an altercation with another lad in my class and he um, during the fight anyway he he me between the legs and I dropped to my knees and my third uh, abuser saw me drop to my knees um, asked me was I okay he said come into the office I'll give you a glass of water I'm sure you're alright I went in and um, out of total naivety or whatever as you want to call it um, he said you better we'd better check to make sure there's no serious damage done um, so I did, and um, he just began to massage me, and at the same time, he had his hands in the pocket of his cape. Um, that was my first encounter with him. Um, I had a couple of other similar encounters with him during the year, and then he was my dean in fourth year. Um, and I got sent out of class a couple of times from and whatever else, yeah. the, uh, and I got sent to his office and he could have been in there and um, he'd obviously been um, doing mass and drinking the sherry or drinking whiskey. He was doing something anyway and he was there again. He, was, he bent me over again over the desk and they all have these bamboo canes, whatever else they had in those days, because it didn't show. And they take the trousers down and they whip you and then they say, oh, sorry, I think I hit you too hard. And then they start rubbing you down and... There, you
1: know, between your mm. cheeks to make sure you weren't bleeding and whatever else um, but and this, this was uh, Jerry Hannon or Gerard Hannon. that's him yeah I just I'll give you I'll give you a, a sec to, to, just to catch your breath because what you what you're what you're uh, saying and I know it's the first time you, you've spoken publicly about it is extraordinarily uh, difficult but I'd, I'd read from um, uh, the Irish Spiritans Remembered. It's a, a mainly alphabetical list of Irish-born Spiritans, the Spiritans, of, of in other words uh, the Holy Ghost Order uh, of other nationalities who worked and studied in Ireland. Let's let's read what they wrote uh, on his passing about this man, Senan Corrie. Obviously they referred to him as Father Senan P. Corrie uh, born in Cranny in Ennis, County Clare 1920 and um, in that year, he, he, was, uh, he was in Nigeria, uh, returning to Ireland. He served as assistant director of and Brothers in Kimmage Manor in Dublin. In 1957, he was appointed to Black Rock College, where he took up a teaching post at Willow Park School, as you mentioned. As a member of the staff of the school, he was an entirely dedicated teacher. He will be remembered by generations of students for his rugby coaching of the junior teams. When he retired from teaching, he stayed on in the Willow Park community and Father Sennan celebrated his golden jubilee of ordination, the priesthood, in 1997. Let's move on to the man you've just been talking about.
2: Can I just say uh, something there, Yes, it. of course you can. There's a statement there that says he would be remembered by a lot of his students. Yeah. Um, I would say most of his students would probably remember him for being um, extremely vicious and brutal. I mean, mm. it would be not unknown for him in like in those days. If we had we had blackboards and chalk, Yeah. Um, and if he heard somebody talking in the back of I mean, anywhere in the class, he would turn around and he would fling the duster. Mm. Now, if he didn't hit the person who was talking, he'd keep throwing it at people until he found out who it was. Um, he was he was he was a he was a brutal man. He was a brutal man.
1: Well, the college at uh, the college. Memoriam says he will be remembered as an entirely dedicated teacher. He will be remembered by generations of students for his rugby coaching of the junior teams. Let's move on to Gerard Hannan, um, again, who abused you. And I'll also read out the letter you got from uh, the, the, the Spiritans relatively recently admitting, admitting this. Um, this is uh, Gerard Hannan, who uh, abused you, raped you, digitally raped you. Um, He was particularly caring for problem students who found him very approachable and understanding. One of themselves, they felt. He served as a dean of fourth year, you mentioned that, uh, from 72 to 79, fifth year until 86, and dean of final year until 88. Um, His health, which had never been overly robust, began to show signs of serious deterioration. Um, He threw himself wholeheartedly into the work of the school and became very close to the students as unofficial counsellor and trainer of teams. Though there was no great tradition in soccer in Blackrock College, he coached and motivated the senior team to win the school's Leinster Cup for the first time. And I'll read that line again if I can, Stephen. He was particularly caring for problem students who found him very approachable and understanding, one of themselves, they felt. Now, when you, just just to, I, I just, I, I, I'll take a break, but I just want to remind people, this is the letter that Stephen, our caller, got in December 2021. Before, before, before yes, you please go do, to that show, yeah. I'd like
2: to say how I got to that stage.
1: Yeah, please do, yeah. Let me, Stephen, let, let me take a break. You take a breather and I'll be back immediately after this break. Talk to
0: Joe on 0818 715 815. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Stephen
1: has contacted as you may have heard. Uh, well, there was a lot of coverage yesterday and indeed in the newspapers today about the Doc on One documentary broadcast last night on RT Radio at 6 o'clock where uh, two uh, brothers spoke of their abuse uh, at the hands of the Holy Ghost Fathers and um, Mark and David. And they... Um, the thing that struck me, Stephen, at the end was the, the incredible... Uh, contract that when they went to the Holy Ghost Fathers, and they uh, made their allegations, and the DPP was involved, but then this am- amazing non-disclosure agreement, no apology. This is a settlement. There was a financial settlement. This is a um, this is a this is a, a full and final settlement. You cannot take a case against anyone else. There was so. Uh, insulting and all-encompassing. So how did you get to the scenario where you got this letter uh, f- uh, on the 16th of December 2021?
2: I think when I went to... Well, what happened was we um, I was part of a WhatsApp group. I'm part of a WhatsApp group. A ban- it's called the Banter Group, 79 Banter Group. And okay. We all keep in touch and we, we send funny jokes to each other and whatever else. And it yeah. was a phase around um, Christmas a few years ago and all these posts kept coming up about how great the school was and daisies were growing everywhere and it was all flowery, flowery, flowery. And I got seriously annoyed one day and I sent a text in and I said, look, lads, for 90% of you, school was great. Mm -hmm. There's 10% of us that it was hell on earth. Maybe you should consider what we're like and what's happening to us. And I came out and I told them, my schoolmates I told them that I had been abused by these three guys over a number of years and the vast majority were shocked and whatever else and anyway 24 hours later I um, uh, one of my ex-schoolmates who, who was a boarder who he, he didn't play football he was very serious. he was a very good student whatever else I was into football I wasn't into studying police officers he rang me and he contacted me and he said he'd like to help me and okay. um, So I said, right, I said, what we'll do is we'll set up a meeting. I said, in the meantime, I'm going to the guards. I rang Blackrock Guard Station and they said, he said, you're living, you live on the north side, why are you ringing us? And I said, Mm -hmm. well, (laughs) it all happened in Blackrock. You're Blackrock. And so he said, look, you need to ring a person in Dundrum, uh, Detective Rachel Kilpatrick. Mm-hmm. and give her a statement. So I said, fine. Um, I was getting um, I was getting other messages, mixed messages from people saying, oh, we've been to the guards and we've been to the unions, we've been here and we've been there. They don't want to know they're going to push it under oh, the carpet. When
1: you say the union, you mean the past people's union or whatever.
2: Yeah. yeah they, okay. they, they, they're not going to know they want to push it under the carpet whatever else. So I was just like look, I said, look, I'm doing it my way. This is the way I'm going to do yes. it. Yeah went to speak to Rachel and I went to uh, Detective Rachel Patrick, I went and spoke to her a couple of times I couldn't have met a more sympathetic yeah. um, person who listened to everything I had to say wrote it all down, we went through bits and pieces and I have to say even to this day we are still in contact with each, you know, like okay. I'll, yeah. she'll, she'll text me and say how are you, how are you getting on and i saying I'm good and I'm helping other people out and whatever else, I've sent other guys to her and um, and as she said, she was shocked the amount of people that were coming. You know, she was... There was quite a lot of people started coming forward after I'd, I'd spoken to them. Um, and then I got in contact with this chap from school, got a guy called Aidan Corris, and I said to him, um, he said, to be right, the next step is we get the union involved. And I said, well, as far as I know, they don't want to know. And he said, we're going to set it up. Um, so he set up a meeting with the then president, um, Stephen Mullen. And... Mm. Um, who had a brother who had been in my year?
1: Okay, we won't. We won't, we'll try not to mention individual names from now on, okay. apart from the, the the perpetrators that that are publicly acknowledged by the order as okay. being guilty. But there was 233 uh, pupils have made. Um, there's nine schools um, involved. Um, 233 pupils have made allegations against 77. Um, members, yeah. there's 80, 80 settlements, 57 of them, the allegations are in Blackrock College, which most people in Dublin would know uh, and uh, know of it over its history as well as connections with. In our you'll see it in the history books, Eamon de Valera, John Charles McQuaid, and the order said they've they have paid out so far 5 million euro in. Uh, settlement. So you decide yeah, yeah, this is... I went and spoke to the union. The past Pupils union,
2: yeah. The past pupils union yeah. directly. Um, they made a statement saying that they had heard allegations in the past but for the, for, for the first time somebody, a victim, had come forward and told his story. So now okay. it was live and it was true. From there, we then contacted the Spiritans directly. We spoke, um, we had a meeting um, with them first of all and then mm-hmm. it set up that I had a meeting with um, the head of the Spiritans in Ireland, Father Martin Kelly. Yeah, I sat down, and um, Aidan came with me, um, Father Kelly Aidan, had yeah. somebody with him as well. Um, I told him my story and he looked at me and he, with a tear in his eye, he said to me, Stephen, what do you want? Um, I said, I want a verbal acknowledgement and apology. Mm-hmm. I want one in writing. And um, and I'd also, because obviously if he gives me a verbal one nobody else is going to see this um, I said I want it in writing yeah. and I said and I would like help getting cancelled and he just put his hands in the air and he, he says I, I apologise from the bottom of my heart for what happened to you mm-hmm. and we will help you out and you will get your written um, apology
1: and that's what happened and the apology if I can with your permission read out some of it it is a matter of of deep regret for me, uh, Martin Kelly, uh, and the congregation that three of our members, Spirit and Senon, Corey, Aloysius Flood, and Jerry Hannon, caused you the harm you described to us. Your encounters and experiences with them while a young boy were not in keeping with what was expected of them as priests and teachers. I want to offer you my sincerest apology and profound sorrow that this ever happened to you. I regret the pain and suffering which you have endured and which you have outlined, as well as the burden you have carried for so many years. I hope you can accept this letter as a sincere apology from me on behalf of the spirit and congregation now he mentions there the burden you have carried Jerry or Stevens for so many years um what what, what was that like? What has that been like that burden um,
2: it's been i I mean for fifty years I felt guilty. Um, yeah. that it was my that it was my own fault, um I should have done something about it um, the fact that I broke my parents hearts um, i i mean I used to escape from the house during holidays and like a ten and eleven year old I, mean, I used to go out caddying and stacking shells and supermarkets, anything to get out of the house um i, I spent a lot, a lot of time on my own in the younger days um i, I had I had friends in school, but I didn't have any school friends out of school. You know what I mean? Yeah.
3: yeah.
2: I left um, in '79, and I ran down the um, I ran down the driveway, turned around at the main gate, just stuck my two fingers up and said, "I'm out of here." And it was like some Shanks, I was out of this place. I just I just couldn't believe I could get out. And uh-huh. um, I, my mum and dad convinced me then to go back and repeat my leaving which I did and there was there was other Blackrock ex-Blackrock boys there as well um, but I didn't I didn't get involved with them I just didn't want to know about them um, because I knew I, I knew I had a feeling they knew of what had happened to me and I was ashamed I was I was ashamed and I was embarrassed um, and I got involved with some guys playing football who were like I was 18, 19 they were 24, 25 so I went down that road um, with them and that the hardest thing is when you look at your, your mum and dad and, you, and, you, and you're trying to beg them at the, in your mind, please, please don't love me, I don't deserve your love um, because I've let you down so badly. Um, and I still couldn't tell them. Um, it was just too hard. And it just happened that when this these these WhatsApp messages went round that I decided, like, that's it, I've had, it. I've had enough. I need to get these three monkeys off my back. And off my shoulder. Yeah. As I said, I went. Uh, I went to the guards. I went to the union. I went to the spiritans. I got. Um, I got acknowledgement, um, and I had people um, like the guards, like the union, the, the spiritans, and other classmates who got in contact with me, telling me it's not your fault. And as as Father as Kelly put in the, in the letter. It's not a child's fault. You know, you're not to blame, but you yeah. don't know that because they lay so much. They're so manipulative of you. They convince you that you, if you do it, your life will be even worse than it is now. Um, but it got, it got the three monkeys off for a while. But but every now and again, yeah. like they they're, they, come, they come back. It's not something that's ever going to disappear out of my life. Um, I told my daughters, I've got four daughters, Um. I told my eldest three um, Mm -hmm. what had happened. Um, And I I kind of said, look, guys, I'm I'm not telling you um, for sympathy or whatever else. The reason I'm telling you is because I don't want you to hear this from somebody else. Um, They were shocked. They they were obviously very upset. Um, And one of them turned around to me and said, if you'd have told Granddad what had happened to you, Mm -hmm. what do you think he would have done? And their mother turned around and said, if your granddad had found out, you wouldn't, you wouldn't you'd not never have seen him. He'd have been locked up in Mountjoy. Joy. I mean, he would, he would have killed him. He would have yeah. killed him.
1: This was your father they're referring to as such.
0: Yes. Yeah. yeah.
1: But you used a phrase earlier on as well, Stephen, where you said, um, well, I think you were 10 in Willow Park. I was in the wrong place at the wrong time, but you weren't.
2: I was, I was walking up the wrong corridor at the wrong time. Somebody else was walking down
1: but everything you're doing was correct
2: yeah but I just happened to be it yeah. just happened to be if I'd have been walk, if I'd have walked down that corridor 10 minutes earlier or 10 minutes later I wouldn't have met him okay
1: and that was the day you slipped in the mud and he said come into yeah. my office and he of the my and office and have a shower and, get
2: and then it started yeah. yeah but that's being at the wrong time at the wrong the wrong place See, the wrong I
1: mentioned time. earlier do you think uh, Corey and Flood knew about each other and their of you? do you think Hannan knew
2: I think there was um I don't know. It was other, um, you know, as as came out last night about a, a different abuser. Um, yes, I think they they probably did, but whether they mixed with the Willow priests or, or brothers, I mm-hmm. don't know. I don't know that bit. They lived in separate. As far as I'm aware, they lived in separate. And um, like the lads from Willow Park would have lived in the main house in Willow, and then the fellows in Blackrock would have had a different place altogether. Yeah. Whether there was a conspiracy going on about them all I don't
1: know um, and were, it, were any of you the three I know they're deceased Corey Flood and Hannon. were any of them ever charged?
2: Not am aware of yeah well, uh, because right. it was it was very hard to prove all this was before yeah. um, and not many people came forward
1: well Hannan um, died in 1990 and Corey died in 2004 yeah so um, I, I haven't got details on when um, Flood died Aloysius Flood
2: I know they moved him around they moved him to a couple of schools Did they, uh... because I think there was a few allegations against him yeah. so they moved him um, pretty swift um, within Ireland within Ireland they moved him but, um, but now it's come out as I said I didn't have any fr- you know, I didn't leave school unintentionally not having any friends but when I kind of came out and this, said this and then Covid kind of hit I just mm. put it out there to a few guys, random guys who I'd played football with. And, you know, if anybody fancies meeting up um, in a park somewhere and we'll have a cup of coffee and we'll have a chat and whatever else. And um, I was surprised at the, the, the guys who kind of responded and who came out for the coffee. And we were about 10 of us. And it turned out there was um, a couple of my colleagues there who something along the similar lines um, Hmm. it has happened to and they bottled this up and we're now going to start coming out and going to seek help and one whatever else Um, but there is help out there
1: I'm also I see I'm harking back to the, the calls we got about 18 months ago Again, out of the out of the blue, about a, a priest who was working at Belvedere College in Dublin, Father Joseph Marmion, and um, eventually the, the Jesuits again moved him round. There were serious allegations, but he was involved in uh, the music society, and he also brought uh, students away to places like Vienna uh, on his own. Were he, were he, uh, any of the three? That you uh, were abused by, Stephen? Were any of them involved in foreign trips or music societies or. Flood,
2: um, Flood used to run, run the school opera. Okay. Um, and there would be rehearsals quite a lot and costume changes and whatever. But you know, he ran that. Mm-hmm. Um, Cory was more into the, uh, the rugby, but it wasn't really a school that. You, if you were in the band, um, that was run by another priest. Um, if You're in the band; you kind of went for a day trip or a trip to Wales or something. But that was it. Um, you know, there wasn't anything. There was no, as far as I'm aware. Anyway, there was no trips to Vienna or anything else like that. No, no. Um, there would have been trips down the country with the rugby teams to play. You know, to play rugby yeah, or whatever yeah. else. But nothing, nothing, nothing like that. No, no. Um,
1: um, Stephen, as you say, you've you've got counselling, but as more and more, and I'm told there's more stories coming in, as more and more of these, allega- these allegations. Well, by the way, I point out, in your case, they're not allegations. They, the charges are accepted by uh, the uh, Spiritans in Ireland. It is a matter of deep regret. I'm quoting from them, from me and the congregation, that three of our members, Sean Sen and Corrie, Aloysius Flood and Jerry Annan, caused you the harm you described to us. Um, they didn't contest it. They did not contest it one what? bit. The powers that be in in uh, Blackrock College and indeed in the spiritans, uh, in Ireland, but they might say, "Well, this this is historic." But what what should happen now? Because it sounds to me that a number of people are saying, uh, and again, I go back to the documentary last night, which is which is also available on the RT One website. But the the pressure that the. Uh, bosses of the Spiritans put on uh, David and Mark about non-disclosure, full and final settlement, you can't make any other allegations, you can't go to court, et cetera, et cetera, um, are, is quite different than the letter you got from... Now, I know um, Martin Kelly was only uh, appointed provincial in um, 2018, but it sounds to me that there's serious allegations and suspicions that there was a paedophile ring in operation in the school I've
2: I've heard that Um, there's also the fact I think since Martin Kelly has come in he's more um, he's more receptive and um, understanding of what happened whereas before um, like this all these allegations came out before and they were coming out from places like Bilger and and whatever, and it was being it was being hidden it was being hidden. Um, but now it's coming out like, the, okay, the Belvedere guys got them into court. Um, and I think the the, the Spurtons as far as um, people like me are concerned, they, they want to help you. Um, they mm-hmm. want to sit down. They want to help you. They want to try and fix what's been broken in the past. Um, yeah. And they, they they're not looking you know, they're not looking for themselves. They just want to help people and try and get okay. them and they know they know I'm like I I'm sixty one, I've been moving I've had this since carrying this around since I was fifty. They know they can't get my life back for me mm. but they want to help me move on with the life that I've got left. And I think that's what's important. Um for for people out there who um whether they went to Black Rock Willow or any of those burden schools, and if they experience this, go and talk to these people. They will listen. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's what the big difference is. Since Father Kelly has moved in there, he's willing to sit down, he's willing mm. to talk, and he's, he's willing to help you. And he's willing to set up counselling. And they're going to try and fix what they did wrong.
1: Uh, uh, they, as I said,
2: they, it's, they, still, it's still with me. It will yeah, never leave obviously, me.
1: Obviously, obviously. They they, I still they Yeah. the spirit and order. Well, you see, they, they point out that the, the money that they paid out to in eighty settlements so far, and they say there are two hundred and thirty three people have made allegations of abuse against seventy seven uh, Irish Spiritans, um, and the schools um, at the centre of the allegations are Blackrock College and the neighbouring Willow Park. School, you know, there in in South Dublin, beside Blackrock Clinic for people from outside the capital, St. Mary's Senior College, St. Mayne's Junior School, both in Rapemeyes, St. Michael's Senior College, and Saint Michael's College Junior School beside us here in Aylesbury Road in Dublin, and uh, Tempelow College—they're all in Dublin—and then uh, the other school mentioned is Rockwell College in uh, Cashel, in uh, County Tipperary. Um, and they, the the spirit and say the money that they're using these settlements uh, are is not coming from school fees or government grants coming from the sale of assets and in 2020 they sold 16 acres of the Blackrock site uh, to a developer apparently houses are now being built for 16 million euros stay with us Stephen back after it's Joe with RT.ie 51551 is the text number 1850 715 Talk to Joe
0: on 0818 715 Talk to Joe on 0818
1: 715 815. Joe at rt.ie. Of course, um, uh, there are lots of organisations, great organisations. I'm thinking 1in4.ie. That's 1in4 spelled out. Info at 1in4.ie. Uh, there's the Rape Crisis Centre. And then if you go onto the RT website and look up helplines if you're affected by anything that's been mentioned uh, in this programme by Stephen who was abused physically, sexually, mentally, uh, from the age of just under ten, uh, by three members as they call of the Holy Ghost Father Sen and Cory Flood and uh, Jerry uh, Hannon. What would you say uh, to other people who now wish to come forward, Stephen?
2: Um, don't be afraid. It's not your fault. You did nothing wrong. Um, and it's time to get closure on this for yourself and your peace of mind and your families. Um, we've suffered long enough, and now it's time to put things right. Um, and the, there are people out there who will help you to do that. Um, like the counselling services that you just mentioned there, Joe.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, the spiritans themselves will help you whichever, whatever way they can. And if they can't, they will... They will find somebody who can help you. Like when I went looking for counselling, they don't do counselling, but they put me in touch with one in four. Okay. All these people that you talk to, be it the guards, um, the union, uh, the spiritans, the counsellors, or whatever else, they are all very, very unjudgmental. Nobody is going to Wanted, judge you. It's yeah, something yeah. that was out of your control. That has that you were manipulated by people who knew exactly what they're doing yeah. and how to control you. Another thing that, um, which we run on the break there, I was just thinking about another side effect of all this is I have a serious problem with authority. Okay. Um, that goes down from anybody... And um, even like like in work, when somebody tells me, um, you know, you got to do this, you got to do that, yeah. um, I've, I've always done the opposite. Um, okay. But it's just, I just, I, it's when people order you around or whatever. I can't, I, I just can't handle that. Um, I rebel against it. Um, as I said, and and I want to reiterate this: I um, I know that my mum and dad loved me incredibly, yeah. but it was me that didn't want them. And I loved them, but I didn't want their love because I felt embarrassed and ashamed for what I was doing to them. I was hurting them uh, by my actions and by my, what happened in school, what happened after school, uh, in my later life and whatever else. And I know I, I hurt them, but it was, it was I don't know, I was, I was screaming for help, I think. I just think I needed to sit down and said, what the hell is going on? And maybe after my brother, my youngest brother is leaving, maybe I should have come out and said it. Mm-hmm.
1: No, Did you it, ever say it to them the while they were alive, on. Stephen? Sorry? Did you ever say it to your parents while they were alive? No. Okay. They, they
2: died not knowing. Okay. They know now, I'd say. But, um, no, I um, I couldn't. I, I, my, my dad died first, and there was no way that... Um, there was no way I was going to tell my mum without without my dad being there um, because it would have broken her heart, um, you know. I I, I, you know, I couldn't tell and it wasn't actually it wasn't long after my mum passed that I actually came out and said all oh, this, um, and that I went and, and just decided right we are going to do something about this. Um, and and it was for her. It was, it was for them, and it was for, for my family, and for me. I needed to get this. I needed to get this sorted. But as I said, it's it's still there. It still hurts. It hurts a hell of a lot, but it's not as bad as it was.
1: And you mentioned at one stage, um, who was? I think was it, Was it, um, Who was abusing you in the class? There's three of them now. Is Curry, 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 Sam and Curry. That when he was abusing you so savagely in the class, he was doing it in full view of what did you say? Yeah. 20, 29 other boys.
2: 28, 29 other boys. I, I mean, mean, I mean there's, there's been a couple of guys from the
1: classroom,
2: from yeah. um, the class, who when I came out and I said this, um, either either, either not coffee, those coffee mornings that I was talking about, or um, would ring me and they would say, do you know what, um, I remember that, yeah. and I, sti- I still have nightmares about it. And this is why I said there's victims out there as well who need yeah. help. There are witnesses who need help. People witnessed what happened to guys who who were beaten black and blue, um, which was a different thing altogether. Which, which well, it happened to me a little bit, but not, not as much as
1: some guys. But people witnessed this. And uh, how many of these, they say there's allegations against 77 members of the Holy Ghost Fathers. Have we any idea how many of them are still alive?
4: I know, I I know well, well, well.
1: the Dockham one asked the spirits, but they I think that's a legitimate, they didn't answer but that's a legitimate question, many of these are still alive, this if an order, if religious order admits and as you say there have been other court cases as well but if a religious order admits to that level of abuse that was perpetrated by men of God or whatever, that served on the missions they've all uh, Hanan and and Corey if you they've all either been in Nigeria or Kenya whatever where they God knows what happened out there God knows what happened out there Um,
2: there's there's accusations coming in from places like uh, Sierra
1: Leone but can the Holy Spirit order Can can the Holy Ghost order in Ireland survive this
2: I think at this stage because okay let me just let's or do they? Do,
1: do they want to survive it? What? What a religious order not say, which I know. I know that Martin Kelly says it in his apologies a matter of deep regret for me and the congregation that three of our members. Now, am I going too far when I say is is part of the saying that we recognize? Well, obviously they recognize and this shouldn't have happened. But what facilitated this amount of abuse? Not that there's there's uh, evidence of a paedophile ring. Would well, the order not say we have decided to disband? I think that's a question you got to ask
2: them. I think that's a question you got to ask them. Um, if now all I, the, I know most
1: if, of the teachers if, in the schools now, and again, it, it it doesn't it doesn't have to be said, but I'll say it again: ninety, the vast majority of teachers in these schools are are brilliant teachers, brilliant teachers. Uh, but I, I, yeah. I suspect the vast majority of teachers in their schools now are are non-members of the spiritan community, as they call them.
2: I don't know whether there's any, any of them still teaching in Black and yeah. Willow at all. But what I would like to say is it wasn't just the spiritans. There were lay teachers who were involved with this. Okay. I can't mention names, yeah. obviously, yeah, because having spoken to other victims, I mean, what, what is surprising most of us is my three abusers and other people would turn around and they'd say, Corey did that? But he was so nice to me. And then (laughs) somebody else would turn around to me and say, um, okay, like the two guys last night, Mark and David Wright, their abuser, he taught me maths and he taught me computer science. He never laid a finger on me. And I'm going, oh, God, I never thought he was like that. They were very picky and choosy in who they went after, from what I can see. They didn't... Um, they would pick out one or two people and that was it. They wouldn't be picking on, you know, dozens and mm-hmm. dozens of people. So it would become like It seemed to be very, like, I was picked on. Uh, the two lads were picked on by, by one priest. There's other people out there who were picked on by people. And they're going, like, there's another name has come up recently and I'm going, well, I, I hardly remember him. Mm-hmm. I, and like, I, as I remember him, he was only a little fella. And how the hell did he do that? And how did he get away with it? He was a lay teacher. He was a lay teacher. Yeah. Um, there was other guys who taught um, TV and whatever else and they did this when the guys came in came out of swimming well, I got the two guys last night but this would be class running, or they came in after a rugby or a football match or whatever else the boys would be in the yeah. shower the guys would be in the shower and that's when they got their chance. You know and you're going yeah. well he walked past me in the changing room he went by, never went near me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um. What that was, as you say, there every one of them, without the three of them, uh, they had the same line. You know, this is our secret. If you if you yes. try and tell you one, you will not be believed. Two, you will be expelled. Three, your parents will be ashamed of you. They had. Um,
2: a, I mean, there was a there was another there was a um, flood tortoise. I think it was French, and he picked me to do the some of the old tape machines with two reels on it and. I did that, um, and somebody else did the slide, and every so often the reel would break. and He'd purposely just come over and he'd put the two, you know, he'd lean in behind me with his two hands, and the left hand would be fixing the reel. But if you looked at the back of the class, it looked as if both hands were fixing the reel, but the right hand was doing something else. You know, um, and it was just like he didn't seem to go. I don't know whether he did or he didn't, I can't say. Yeah.
1: Um, Okay, Stephen. Are you happy with the response of the Spiritans?
2: I'm happy at the fact that they have um, they put their hands in the air and said yes we believe what happened to you and they've apologised and they have helped me to the degree that they have. I'm just sorry that the three guys who did it to me are no longer here. I would like to have seen just Done to them. Um, whether would it ever happen or not, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but as far as I, as far as I'm aware, these the way I look at it is these three guys have got away, you with know, what they've got away with. I'm probably, I'm I, I, in fact, I can definitely say I am not the only one. If I am, then I'm very shocked. But I'm not the only one. They've affected, but not just affected my life. They've affected my parents' mm-hmm. lives. They've affected my family life. They've affected my marriage lives. They, um, they've affected my work life and yeah. my social life. I'm, I've I've um, I've settled down now. I live I to, to a degree where where I live. Yeah. I had a I have a small apartment now. My youngest daughter comes over and stays with me sometimes. My other three kids come over and see me as well. And um, I have a group of exceptionally good friends here. Um, I have a new life here. And um, and yeah, life life and i live in a lovely area, and life is life is good. Okay. Life is good, um, and you're mentally, yeah. mentally, I will sit down and I can be watching television, um, and something will come on the TV, of course, and yeah. uh, it's not not even related to too much to my problems or whatever else. Silly things like an advert of a, of a father sitting in the driveway texting his daughter, telling him that he's sitting outside waiting for, her. and before I know it, I'm in floods of tears um it's it's the emotions are still coming out, you know what i mean and yeah. um, look it'll never go away, but it's at least I know that between telling my um classmates of seventy nine what happened in the past, being able to openly talk to them and my friends and my um my daughters um my ex-wives about it, they all know about it. When I say ex-wives, I'm going a hire i was married been and um, that They have accepted it. Um, as I said, my friends as well, I told them all. They all kind of looked at me shocked and said, Jesus, you could never would have thought. And I said, well, no. no. Yeah, no, and no but no, they've all accepted it yeah. um, and hasn't changed their opinions. Because I was always scared that if they knew their opinions would change.
1: Yeah, and the more people like yourself who speak out the better stay with us Stephen uh, I'll be talking to Peter uh, who was in the school at the the same time as you and he remembers uh, Corey and Hannon. joe at rt.ie talk to joe on 0818 715 815 Joe Duffy talk to joe on 0818
0: 715 815
1: Peter Caffoldi you're listening to Stephen you you remember two, you say two of the uh, priests? I remember, I remember the three of them. The three of them, okay. What are your memories of them? Does it coincide with what the oh, spirits... M- well,
5: I was never I was never abused or anything like that. Yeah. But um, Corrie was an absolute sadist. I remember he used to hit me with this leather strap and I wouldn't cry. So he, he wouldn't hit me on the hand. He used to hit me on the inside of my arm until it was swollen. And then uh, the radiators in the school were usually off. So I used to put my hand against the radiators till the swelling went down. Yeah. And this was, a, this was a, almost a daily occurrence. And if it wasn't him, I mean, there were other priests there similar. I remember there was one other priest who hasn't been named or anything. He yeah, was right. well known. I won't, I won't mention names. Okay. But our, our teacher was out sick one day and he came into the class. I'd say we were about 13 or 14 years old. And he started asking us, did any of us ever lie naked on silk sheets? And how good it felt to do that. Now, this was a priest telling us this in the class. And anybody else who was in that class was verified that. I mean, it was ridiculous, some of the things. And a friend who was boarder there... I uh, used to tell me they had this initiation ceremony
3: mm-hmm. where the
5: prefects, who were kind of trainee priests,
3: yeah,
5: uh, used to pull down their pyjamas and put toothpaste on their private parts. And this was called the Pink Belly. And this was the initi- kind of an initiation ceremony that they used to do on the borders. And, you know, even since I've left school, I've met... Uh, I met women whose husbands went there and they told me their, you know, their ex-husbands were abused and stuff like this. Wow. It, it was it was crazy what went on. Yeah, so Corrie, <laughs> and, Corrie, I'm, I'm delighted that it's, it's finally coming to light now. After Peter, Corrie, years.
1: Corrie is remembered again by the spirit, and this is his uh, obituary when he died. Um, he, as a member of the staff of the school, uh, Father Sanin P. Corrie, um, was an entirely dedicated uh, teacher. He will be remembered by generations of students for his rugby coaching of the junior teams. Um, Hannan, did you come across uh, Gerard Hannan?
5: Yeah, I always found Hannon okay to deal with. I mean, everybody knew what he was up to. He, we used to nick- nickname him The Rat. But,
1: and what do you mean um, everyone knew what he was up to?
5: Well, he was well known that he was touching boys and stuff was going on. I mean, you know... Everybody knew it. It was common knowledge in the school.
1: This is he, never tried
5: to, he, ne- he never tried anything with me
1: or anything like that. This is, this is what was written about him by the Spiritans after he passed. He was particularly caring for problem students who found him very approachable and understanding. One of themselves, they felt. Uh, he served as Dean in the fourth year, fifth year, final year, and um, though there was no, no great tradition of soccer in the in the college, he coached and motivated senior team to win the schools' uh, cup. He threw himself wholeheartedly into the work of the school and became very close to the students as an unofficial counselor and as a trainer of teams. Do you do you identify him there? Do you recognize him?
5: Yeah. Well, he was in my dealings with him. He wasn't the worst now, I mean, I was very good at football, okay. and i wouldn't I wouldn't play for the rugby team when I was young, and they told me I was only eight or nine, and they told me this would stand against me till the day I left Blackrock College. And you know that if I played for the rugby team, I'd be guaranteed a job when I left school and all this, and I'd be yeah. you know all this kind of stuff and i I joined the soccer team up in Sally Noggin. I joined Pierce Rovers. Okay. And they thought this this was a complete betrayal that a Black Rock College boy would join a, a football club in a working-class area. And th- they wouldn't pick me for any of the teams or anything. And then when when soccer did become uh, acceptable in Black Rock College, you know, I was uh-huh. always uh, kind of first pick on the teams or anything, when the boys were picking the teams. But they wouldn't put me on the school team. And we had this... Uh, practice match against CBC I remember and we won 3-0 and I scored the 3 and they still wouldn't put me on the team then they had a match possibles against probables, oh, okay. <laughs> you know That's and and they just, they just were, you know you uh, I still remember because I was very good at soccer and they, they wouldn't uh,
1: and Peter you know, are, are, you, are you still in touch as, as Stephen is with with your class year, your no,
5: oh, I never, okay. I never went to any of the reunions, never why? Ah, uh, my, my parents weren't very rich, like most of the guys there. I mean, my parents had a chipper. they my, my mother and father used Cofolas, to work? Yeah. No, No, it wasn't no, wasn't Cafolas. No, there was no relation to those Cafolas, okay. funny enough.
3: Okay.
5: But uh, no, they just had sort a of small chipper, and they yeah. used to work. They used to work till one o'clock in the morning and everything, uh-huh. and.
3: They to would the fees to together people. every yeah, penny
5: they yeah, could yeah. to send me there. And I was a bit of a messer at school because when I started, uh, I didn't know what a father was because my parents weren't Irish and mm-hmm. I had gone to a kindergarten where the teachers were English. And because I didn't know what a father was, they put me into the second stream. So I just ended up dossing all the time for
1: my whole time at school right. and causing trouble. <laughs> so, okay. um, Do you think there'll be pushback, Peter? You? do you think I'm steve when i bring you in on this as well do you think because i'm told now there's more allegations coming into our program and they're talking to a number of people upstairs um in detail about what happened before they go on air and um, probably tomorrow with this at this remove but um do you think people will say well hang on a minute now blackrock college did a lot of good and this is only a very small minority of teachers and a so two hundred and thirty-three no, across. It wasn't a
5: minority. There,
1: there mm-hmm. was a really... There, re, there was it was all. There was a
5: paedophile ring there. There's no doubt about it. It wasn't just. And how can men. you
1: say that, Peter? Because that is a. Uh, for, well, for,
5: well the, uh, the, priest, the priest who was talking about lying naked in silk sheets wasn't one of those guys that have been mentioned. There
3: was okay.
5: a, there was another lay teacher there that everybody knew. uh I think he actually... I thought, well, there was rumour that he got thrown out of the school because of something he did to a boy, but I don't know how true that was. But, uh, I mean, when we used to have swimming and you wouldn't kind of get undressed when he was in front of you. Yeah.
3: Um,
1: because, um, remember, uh, uh, paedoph- paedophilic crimes are horrific. But for a number of people to operate together, paedophiles, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not exaggerating when I say one of the reasons why... Uh, Hindley and Brady, Myra Hindley and Ian Brady got away with it was for so long is that there was two of them and that that Hindley was covering for Brady. She knew what he was doing. He knew what he he was doing. Sean Evans, the notorious murderers in Ireland going back, one of the reasons they got away with it so long and they sexually assaulted women and, and uh, killed them, Elizabeth Blunkett and Mary Duffy, uh, God rest him, that, um, that there was two of them and when where, if there's more than one they can cover up for each other, they can organise, they can alibi, they can, they can give evidence in support of the other person, lying obviously. So a paedophile sure. ring is, a, is a, a, a... To have a paedophile is a, a, a horrific thing, but to have a paedophile ring is extraordinarily yeah, serious. The,
5: the, the, fear the, re- the fear and reverence that these priests instilled in people, you know, yeah, I mean, we we were brainwashed from children, told, you know, God
2: worked through these people and all this kind of stuff. And I think that uh, I think the fact as well that, that these you. guys these guys would always come out with the same lines. Yeah, you can't tell anybody. This yeah. is our secret. Your parents won't believe you. You'll be thrown out of the school. Your brothers will be this. But it was the same stuff all the time. It was like being rehearsed, right? Yeah. There's also. There's also stories come out and came out again last night. It was people who photographed this stuff. Okay, they photographed. Yeah. Now yeah. you can't take a you can't take a, a, a roll of film and go down to your local boots and get this stuff done. Right.
3: Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: There's photo development labs within the within the two schools. Ah. So somebody has to be doing these. Okay. Yeah. So yes, there was contact between certain people and certain people, and they would they must have known what was going
1: on. Because photographs sure. were mentioned in the documentary Yes. and um, one of the last noticed that the the photographs were being taken from the waist down yes. uh, and but they were you're saying they had photographic developing rooms in the schools
2: we had photo clubs yeah it was a photograph club and it was a development No. um so these I mean these people must have the, more than the, the people that were abusing me must have known what was going on there's a lot more people behind this but you can't and it's like people have said to me like, like the guard said to me the, the union said to me whatever else they can't act on suspicion yeah, I know. it's I know. only when somebody comes yeah. forward yeah. like I did like the two Ryans did they come forward and they make a statement to the guards and then it beco- then yes you can go after these people but my three perpetrators, violators, um, are completely different to other people's ones. Okay. So these guys okay. in this ring were extremely cute. right? They were extremely cute, extremely sly, and they were rehearsing what they were doing. They probably had years of practice before I even got near them.
1: Okay, say with us back after well, this know, final
2: we, break. We had, well, we had one teacher in the school as well.
5: And, you know, we had two classes in whatever year, I think it was in third year, there was a first and second class, and I was in the second class. And some of the boys in the first class told me that if he was admonishing one of the boys for misbehaving, he used to say to them, don't be like that wretched creature, Casona, next door. (laughs) So this this was the kind of carry on that went on in the school. And I like that too. You know, fellas would be promised jobs and so on if they were on the rugby team or they'd be kept back a year in the school, uh, you know, to play on the team again for the following year and all this kind of thing. It was a real boys club. You know, I never went back to any of the reunions or anything like that because it was all, you know, you hear about this golden circle in Irish politics and in Irish business and all. And, and that was the breeding ground
1: for us. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> and, you know, st- st- stay with us, Peter. I will be back yeah. after this break. Joe at rt.ie. Talk to Joe on 0818 715
0: 815. Joe!
1: Talk to Joe on 0818-715-814. Uh, Maeve Lewis is uh, with us from one in four CEO of you know uh, of one in four. Um Maeve, what what would your advice be to people who are deeply not not just disturbed, but are are now finding themselves um in a position where, where as as Stephen said in his opening line. Um, I am finally ready to talk about the abuse that have suffered and the guilt and the shame. What do you say to people Maeve who are now going through that phase over the last 24 hours or so?
4: Good afternoon, Joe yeah. and I mean, you know, our phones have been hopping here today too. The programme really has triggered an awful lot of people with okay. memories and, and levels of distress. What I would say to people is reach out Um, contact one in four, contact one of the rape crisis centres. The rape crisis centre runs a 24-hour helpline, which is available at any hour of the day or the night. Speak to your GP. But there is help available. And Mm -hmm. I would say to people, you know, there are professionals who absolutely understand the distress you're going through, but there is hope. You really can, with the proper help and support... Um, move through this. You'll never forget what happened, but you learn to accommodate it into your life and move on to live you know, a life that is more content and fulfilling. So that really is the thing to reach out and, and get support. Mm. Also, if you can, talk to family and friends. You'll often yeah. find they're yeah. very supportive too. Um, but, you know, while on the one hand this is very distressing for people, at least it's helping us all realise this is a huge problem in our society. And sexual abuse just doesn't stop when the abuse stops people carry the impact of it right through their lives as some of your callers have been um, telling us today
1: and uh, because you're prompting me now to uh, Maeve to stephen what what prompted you to go to the guards initially and to raise i know you, you 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 mentioned it in in the in the group um but what was was that a big big decision for you
2: yeah, th- as I said, uh, um, there was these these posts were coming into WhatsApp saying how great the school was and how wonderful it was yeah, and how yeah, wonderful yeah. the teachers were. My nose. And I just have to come out and say, hang on, lads. Look, 90% of you had a great time in school. There's 10% of yeah. us who didn't, for one reason or the other. And some of it is because we were physically, mentally and sexually abused, right? And you have to remember this. So that's when it started, I came out and told them, um, and then I said I was contacted by an old school colleague who yeah. said he would he help would help her. me. Yeah. And we, we Aiden, sat down yeah. and we went through this thing. And the first thing I had to do was report my abuse to the guards. Yeah,
1: and took it started there. Okay,
2: so it started there, okay. and
1: then um,
2: I went to the union and I told them what was going on. That all the rumours that they had been hearing and yeah. whatever else were true, and that there was past pupils out there who needed help. Yeah. So they made a okay. statement and okay. then it was a matter of going to the spirit and his maid said I went to my family yeah. my daughters and I told them what happened I told my friends what happened and it's the support that you don't think you're going to get that you do get okay. because yeah. of the shame I mean I had to turn around and tell three daughters and two ex-wives that I had been sexually abused as a child yeah. and I was embarrassed telling them and I felt guilty and ashamed telling them but okay. they The support is 100%. I told lads I'd only known four or five years what happened to me. And they all came out with support. Every one of them.
1: Okay. Um, All my
2: ex-schoolmates
1: came out with support. Yeah. And I can look at the screen here. You've got nothing but support here today, Stephen, as well, and and admiration and courage. Thank, thank you. That's Stephen, uh, Peter Cafola and Maeve Lewis. One and four. All the details will be up on our website. Uh, Lisa Marie Berry produced. And Ray
0: Darcy's next. 0818 715 815 stays open until 3.15pm or email joe at rte.ie.